We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We are so excited to be back on air with you, thanking the Lord Jesus Christ for this opportunity to have church with you. I know that Jesus is covering you, watching over you, and I'm here with a message to encourage you and to challenge your faith and ask you, are you ready to dare to believe God for the impossible? God is good. Amen. He is great. He is wonderful. And I just opened the broadcast today with a word of prayer. So all you believers out there that know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, just come into agreement with me because I believe that every time the word of God is spoken over the radio, no matter if it's this program or any other program, the souls, seeds are being planted and souls are being saved. Jesus, we thank you for again being with us. I ask that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would come and rest upon me, that, Lord, it would be thee and not me. I pray that you encourage your people today. I pray that you win the lost and heal the sick. And I will give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, Jesus, for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah to the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Going to minister to you a little bit about Abraham, our Father in the Spirit. Amen. Abraham was a mighty man of God. I first read to you. Romans 4, 17, it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. And we're preaching and teaching to the nations. Amen. Now I'm going to the book of Genesis 15, reading verses 3 through 6. And Abraham said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, this shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Now listen closely in verse 6. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. What faith that is. Hallelujah. Oh, I just want to shout. What a man of God this was. Praise the name of the Lord. That is awesome. He told Abraham that he was going to do the impossible for him and that his seed would be as many as the stars were. And that's beyond, glory to God, what he could imagine. Is that right? Praise the Lord. And Abraham just said he believed it. Well, Abraham's wife, Sarah, had a little bit harder problem in doing so. In Genesis 18, 9 through 15 is the story of Sarah. When she heard this, and verse 9 says, And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was beyond him. Now Abram and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After 
I am waxed old. Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time? I will return unto thee according to thine time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And she said, No, but thou didst laugh. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Woo, you better not lie to God. God knows everything. Sarah lied out of fear. That still doesn't mean it was right. Amen. Lying is lying, and it's a sin. So evidently she repented and God came and evidently the mercy of the Lord was towards Sarah because she went on in the Lord. And if you don't repent, you don't go on in the Lord. So here is Sarah, her body's almost dead and Abraham, his body's almost dead. Now says Abraham, God has made me a father of many nations and there is no hope of a son according to the natural law, no hope whatever. He had to have been saying to himself, Lord, why did you wait so long? Some of you out there may have been waiting a long time for God to bring to pass what the Lord has told you would be in your life. I can relate to that and say hallelujah, amen. But God doesn't lie, amen. Yet Abraham, there he was. God said he's a father of many nations, but there was Abraham with no son to Sarah. During the past 20 years of waiting, Abraham's conditions grew more and more hopeless, yet the promise had been made. Can you relate to this, church, in any aspect of your life? Twenty years is a long time to believe God to do something. Amen? Think about Noah. He waited a long time, 120 years. Boy, we in America, I don't know about you in other nations, but this nation is so spoiled, they want everything now. And if it doesn't happen now, they become discouraged in the way. And here God is the same God in any nation. Amen. Some nations, I don't believe in cultures, have that hard of a time waiting on God because they're used to being without. Not in this country. This country is used to getting it and getting it now. Instant everything. Well, that's not God's way, not God's real way of doing things. And God is going to do it in his own appointed time. And Abraham passed the test. Amen. He chose to believe. Amen. Now, remember, it got worse and worse. It looked more hopeless, didn't it? Because their bodies were growing old. <laughs> Hallelujah. Their bodies weren't getting younger. Their bodies were decaying as the years went by. Amen. But God is a God. He is truth. And he did bring it to pass. How long have you believed and still suffered from some disease? How long have you been waiting for the promise? And it has not come. Did you need to wait? Oh, yeah. We need to pay attention to that. God knows what he's doing while we're waiting, doesn't he? We aren't all re always ready instantly to walk in that promise. Evidently, even though how powerful a man Abraham was and what a wonderful woman Sarah was and all the lessons they've been through, they still weren't ready for this measure of glory in their life. I want to tell you, 
that all the people who are saved are blessed with faithful Abraham. You are blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Abraham is the great substance of the whole keynote of Scripture. He is a man who dared for 25 years to believe God when everything got worse every day. Now that takes walking in faith. Amen. Doesn't take that much faith if everything's getting a little better and a little better. But understand the story and the walk that Abraham got, had with God. Things got worse. They didn't get better before the day that the promise was revealed and manifest in his life. But he held on. And he decided to believe anyway. Amen. That's how we're supposed to walk in faith. Oh, my, Abraham had to sit, and we need to be like him and say, even though it gets worse, I trust God. I do not know anything in the scriptures. Do you any more marvelous, as far-reaching, and as full of the substance of living reality to change us if we will believe God? How long have you been waiting for something? Don't stop believing. You walk this walk in faith to be a true believer. He will make us so different. God will make the change. Amen. This is a blessed incarnation of the living faith that changes us. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You don't get pure faith any other way than having to walk through something that you're believing for. And when you get that, then he's going to put another situation in your life that you have to believe for. And hopefully your faith gets get stronger and stronger through every circumstance. That's the way of the Lord, conforming you into his image. God is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You find that scripture in Hebrews eleven six. God is a reality. God is real. God is true, and in him there is no lie or shadow of turning. James 1, 17 said that. Oh, it is good. Amen. I do love to think about these truths, don't you? I love to study Abraham because I get encouraged. How about you? He didn't waver in the promise. And I have to repent because I've wavered a good many times. Glory to God. In, over the past years waiting on the vision to be fulfilled. But I found this. I'm not wavering as much as I used to. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Getting more strong, stronger in God. Even though it looks more hopeless for the promise that God has given me. I just feel that grace and that faith rising up. And that, that not wavering anymore. We're getting more solid. And that's what pleases God. Doesn't the word of God say that you can't please God without faith. And that a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Tossed to and fro. One day they believe, the next day they're crashing and depressed and discouraged. And next day they'll get charged up and then they'll believe. God doesn't want us like that. Consistency. Steadfastness. Amen. No subject in the whole Bible makes me get aflame with passion after God than this one. Amen. He believed God even when it got more hopeless. I want to walk in faith. I don't want to walk in sight. I see that Abraham was saying, I see my God doesn't fail. He said, was saying through his faith, I know that my God can't fail. Amen. Never seen God fail. 
He wa- Jesus wants man and woman to believe. And he wants to believe that he cannot fail. And he wants them to really believe that he cannot lie. If you're believing for your household to be saved, then claim the word of God that says all your household will be saved. And the, your seed shall come out of the land of the enemy and shall serve God. Amen. You say, well, it hadn't happened yet. Well, they're getting worse. Well, well I'm speaking you a word that ought to set you aflame with passion and faith. And you need to repent of your unbelief and your doubt and get stable in God and speak in the name of Jesus the scripture don't look at it and begin to doubt if it gets worse Abraham didn't a father of many nations you talk about your infirmities well look at this I've never felt I had an infirmity in my body since I understood this chapter. A father of many nations. My cup runs over, amen, as I see the magnitude of the living God. God has given me grace that will abound over every infirmity. Infirmities don't always mean physical sicknesses. Sometimes it does in the Bible. But it also means weaknesses of character. My God is able. I believe my God can give me the grace to overcome. Glory to God. All those infirmities. So my cup runs over with faith. Amen. At the magnitude of my God. It is impossible as if Abraham had said, I won't look at my body. He said, I won't even look at my body because his promise was that he was going to conceive a child when his body was, it was absolutely impossible as well as Sarah. So what did he tell us here? Here's a key to keeping our faith strong and stable. Don't look at the circumstance. Keep your eyes on the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. And rise above that circumstance. Walk like your father Abraham walked. He said, I won't even look at my body. He was going to look at a God that couldn't lie. Amen. I believe God will make that whole thing right is what you ought to say. Some of us can say, what does it matter if I have not heard for over 20 years? Amen. I believe my ears will be made perfect. Amen. Glory to God. God is a reality and he wants us to know that if we will believe, it will be perfect. God gives life to the dead and calls those things which are not do it not exist as though they did? Romans 4, 17. Amen. And God tested Abraham and Sarah still further than that. After he gave them the promise came the hardest test of all. Oh, my, my. In America. I can talk about my own country because I've lived here all my life. In America. They just want the, a lot of them. Not all of them. God always has a remnant. It's true. Tried and right in God, but in our culture, in our society, they want the blessings, but don't want the suffering. They don't want the tests. They don't want it. They want the easy way. That's what we're raised up in. Uh, so pray for us. To me, this is probably the hardest nation to follow Jesus in because everything's more or less, you know, easy compared to other cultures. So, you know, Abraham is an example that uh, all Christians should study, but it kind of helps the American Christian overcome because Abraham got this promise, waited 25 years, got the promise, and then God trusted him enough to give him the hardest test of all. And that was when he told him to take Isaac, that promised child, and lay it on the altar. Don't think 
is the lesson right now. Don't think that once the promise is fulfilled, you won't go into an even harder test. That's just the way God conforms us to his image. You can see that pattern all the way from the birth of Christ to the cross, to the resurrection, to the ascension. Can you not? So he knows how to mold us. Amen. And make us more like him. And we need those tests of faith. So here he went. Hardest test of all. But he still trusted God. Took that son. Laid him on that altar. Lifted the knife up. Was ready to obey God. Amen. Didn't understand God. Because Abraham knew that God was against sacrificing humans. But he trusted, do you hear me? His faith and your faith will take you to a deeper trust. Every time your faith grows, your trust grows. Because without trust and without faith, glory to God, you'll have no obedience. That all works together. Faith, trust, obedience. So God is working. Hallelujah. He went. He offered that child and he trusted God to make a way. Did God make a way? Yes, he did. He had a ram in the bush. Amen. So when we really get in the will of God, he will even make our enemies to be at peace with us. Proverbs 16, 7. Isn't that powerful? You can trust God. He loves you. He's watching over you. He wants you to walk in faith. He wants you to know who he is. You need to get your eyes off the circumstance. Get your eyes on the character of your God. You need to go back when you begin to doubt and study the attributes of Jesus Christ. He is worthy to be trusted. He will never fail you. He'll never lie to you. He will never deceive you. He's a holy God. And there's always hope when you've got God. If you're in a circumstance where it looks like it's getting worse every day, well, you just look up to heaven and say, God, I trust you anyway. Abraham believed in hope. He expected God to make a way when he offered Isaac, and God did not fail him. What are you waiting on? What are you stumbling around about being told the promise of God? God's giving you a vision. God's giving you promises all over the word of God. He says he'll heal your body. Glory to God. He says if you'll rise up and believe me, glory to God, he'll even make your enemies be at peace with you. He's an awesome God. Oh, my. I wonder if you really believe God. Can you really believe God can quicken the dead? Amen. Spiritually, even physically. I am looking forward to seeing the physically dead rise. Amen. The more there's no hope, Abraham believed in hope. And even sometimes Satan will cloud your mind and interfere with your perception so that the obscure condition is brought right in between you and God. Hear what I'm saying. Satan hates your faith because your faith pleases God and God moves through faith. So sometimes Satan will cloud your mind and I feel like I'm speaking to many people right now in the body of Christ. He will cloud your mind. And cause you to doubt and to torture perception. And make it so obscure that it is brought right between you and God. And actually you're calling God a liar. But God's able to change that whole position if you will repent of your doubt. Repent of your unbelief. Repent of your weariness. Turn your back on every sense of unbelief. And believe God. Take him at his word. 
Amen. Rise up and truly repent and say, God, I've allowed Satan to come and obscure my vision. Cause me not to believe it anymore. Cause me to be frustrated. Cause me to be skeptical. Cause me to doubt because it looks more and more hopeless. Jesus will forgive you. Jesus will strengthen you. And Jesus will begin to bring you into that place, glory to God, where you can say, I believe God can raise the dead. I believe my God can do the impossible. Amen. And God can bring us to a place where we can have that unwavering faith of Abraham for our children, for our finances, for the, for the world. Amen. The book is written. Believe what God says is happening in the world. Amen. And don't be afraid. God is with you. He will not leave you and he will not forsake you. There are some who would like to feel the presence and the touch of God right now in their lives. God will bring it to you if you'll only ask, if you'll only believe. And I wish that people could, the people of God would all pursue to come into this wealthy place of faith that Abraham walked in. I want it. I want to walk like Abraham. I want to walk like Enoch. I want to walk like Noah. I want to walk with my God in faith. I know that there'll be giants to fight I know that there'll be words spoken to me don't you that will try and tear down my faith in what God has told me and what God has said would be but if we will only get our eyes off the circumstance and, and block out and not receive the words of doubt and the skeptical thinking and the lies of the enemy we can walk firmly in that faith and please God Abraham had a good time with God don't you think he had a shout and hallelujah time up there on that mountain when he saw that ram in the bush that as God came through right in the nick of time for him again how about you God is going to move for you hallelujah Romans 4 19 and 20 as we close and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb he didn't even consider it he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. God knows he has, and he has a plan, and he has a way to perform that plan. Do you dare to believe him? Do you dare to believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Do you serve the same God that Abraham served? Amen. Your thought for today would be this. You never know what you're made of until you're tested. Lord, I just pray for all my brothers and sisters out there in the nations. I know they're in hardships. I know they're in trials. I know that some of them have been attacked severely in their bodies. I believe that Satan is attacking minds in the body of Christ as never before. He's trying to come right between them and God, and he wants to steal their faith. And Lord, I pray for the body of Christ to come in to this like faith of Abraham, where he chose not to look at his body, not to look at the condition, not to look at the world, not to look at the circumstance, and certainly not to look at himself. When he chose not to look at his own body, he said, I'm not going to look at Abraham. I'm not going to look at me as, as sufficient for anything. 
I'm going to look at my God and I'm going to raise my hands and I'm going to praise my God and I'm going to believe my God and I'm going to speak the truth and I'm going to walk in faith despite how it looks, despite the mockers and the scorners and those that laugh. Just like Noah, despite those that mocked him, he chose to walk in that like faith. And oh, they pleased God. And Enoch oh, pleased God so much that he became one with him and he walked right out of here. Oh, church, the rapture is about to take place. Keep your faith. Keep your eyes on God. Be determined to allow the work of the Holy Spirit to quicken the dead and to bring you and raise you up from glory to glory. Seek holiness. Seek Jesus. Repent when you need to repent. And follow hard after Jesus. Get out of your own self. There's no blessing walking in this flesh once you've known God. You'll know condemnation when you walk in flesh. If you're walking in condemnation, it's because you're walking after the flesh and not after the Spirit. There is conviction when you walk in the Spirit, but there is no condemnation. There is no confusion in the Spirit of the Lord. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just embrace my brothers and sisters that are struggling out there. And I pray that this Word strengthens them and encourages them. And I pray that you will heal the sick, give sight to the blind, open deaf ears, heal the lame spiritually and physically. Perform your miracles, Jesus. I believe in you, Lord, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that nothing is impossible with him. Wake up, church. Wake up and come in to that solid, firm faith. God bless you. We're praying for you. Please don't forget to pray for us. See you in glory, but hopefully we'll be back next week on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast if Jesus hasn't come for us before then. God bless.